There's never been a faster or easier way to start your weight loss journey than with PlushCare. PlushCare accepts most insurance plans and gives you online access to board-certified physicians who can prescribe FDA-approved weight loss medications like Wigovi and ZepBound for those who qualify. Take charge of your health and speak with a board-certified physician about a weight loss plan that's right for you. Get started today at plushcare.com slash weight loss. That's plushcare.com slash weight loss. plushcare.com slash weight loss. Life is full of awesome what-ifs and some not so much, like unexpected medical costs. That's why United Healthcare provides Health Protector Guard fixed indemnity insurance plans to supplement your primary plan and help manage out-of-pocket costs. Learn more at uh1.com. And welcome to the NXT review. I'm Adam Wilborn from What Culture, joined by the Deadly Boys of What Culture, Michael Hamlet and Michael Sidgwick here to review everything that happened on last night's episode of NXT. But before we get into it, if you're a fan of this sort of thing, make sure you subscribe to What Culture Wrestling on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, Amazon Music, wherever you get your podcasts from, for daily wrestling podcasts, where we not only review the show formerly known as NXT, but Oh! <laughs> Still needs work. Uh, pay per views, premium live events. We have interviews around. discussions in a random way. Completely the video quiz, of course, on wrestle culture. Uh, as I said, though, joined by Hamlet Sidgwick to review last night's NXT. And, you know, wrestling's all well and good. But sometimes you need a little bit more, and that's what NXT provides to my life. Back on form. I'm sick of WWE being described as cinema when it's clearly theatre. <laughs> we have moved beyond cinema. We have made it to high art, and it resides every Tuesday in that horrible performance centre. <laughs> and beyond, apparently, in the uh, NXT Extended Universe. Oh, this was class. Bloody loved this episode. <laughs> yes! <laughs> Ironically, and my God... That women's battle royal was so much better than it had any right to be. Yeah. There were still some rubbish moments in it. <laughs> yeah. But my God, there was something competent in there as well. There is. You can probably guess the bits that we're going to go banana about a little bit later on in this show because it just ticked all the boxes, I think, for the three of us. And then sh- I was shoot hooked on that main event backing Thea Hale going... Like when she came and she did the warrior and she came back in, I was like, you've come too early. You need to stay out a little bit longer. It needs to be one person left. And she's on the apron. I'm like, no, don't you fall out there. Genuinely in- invested in it, but we'll uh, we'll get to it in due course. Uh, the show opened with Baron Corbin walking through and uh, <laughs> like Vampiro telling him to hit my music. <laughs> <laughs> he comes out, he says... Uh, um, I never thought I'd walk, walk back through these doors. I got the call I, to move, move up to the main roster. I cleared my locker and I never looked back. Uh, over the eight years, eight years, uh, I ascended to the top of Raw and SmackDown. I main evented pay-per-views, plural. Um, all the NXT stars he saw came up. They were raw, they were hungry, but now it's all changed. They're in the back, full of ego and just... Twittering on their cell phones or whatever, and acting like they should be thanked for what they're doing. Uh, you see, I see people in the back uh, talking about their legacy or complaining that they haven't been called up. Makes me sick. You got guaranteed contracts. You're living in a house that me and others built. Uh, we took it from FCW to selling out the Barclays Arena. Um, get off my bandwagon, he says. You, you. <laughs> uh, I walked in tonight and some of the people couldn't even look me in the goddamn eye and give me the respect I deserve. 
Uh, I'm going to make the stars of NXT regret ever signing a contract. You're soft. You're weak. because You're not as good as you, th you think you are. There's chance for the champ, Carmelo Hayes, of course. Uh, and he says, Melo walks around here like his stuff doesn't stink. Uh, but he got a taste of the main roster last week when I put him down and held his title over his head. And we think he's going to be interrupted by Melo, but instead, out comes Ilya Dragunov. And I thought, this is... Uh, oh, really entertaining. Uh, he introduces himself. Gorman says, I know you are. What do you want? And uh, he said, I want the chance to look you in the eyes and say, I'm not soft and weak. I'm the most animalistic, intense man in NXT, and I've beaten everyone. Uh, and after Battleground... After, sorry, NXT Battleground. <laughs> <laughs> You're grounded. Battlegrounded. Um, I'm first in line for the title. Uh, Corbin, again, sort of name checks his Wikipedia page. Uh, I retired Kurt Angle. I was the last man to, man to pin Roman Reigns. Um, Ilya says, you're just targeting Melo to make a point. I'm targeting for the title. If I have to torment Corbin to get there, then so be it. Um and Corbin says, there's a big difference between what you want and what you're going to get. Uh, you ch I jumped the line because I'm a bloody star. Um, Ilya says, you make choices, I make challenges. I challenge you for tonight. Corbin's like, are you sure? You really want a match after that beating you took a ba uh, battleground? Uh, and dragon <laughs> NXT battleground. You ground a battleground. Uh, Dragonoff pulls up his shirt and he's got a massive bloody bruise. And Corbin says, well, plenty more where they came from, basically. Uh, <laughs> Dragonoff says, I welcome the challenge. It sets up a match seemingly for later on. Uh, but then after Ilya's left, in comes Trick Williams to jump Corbin and knock him out of the ring before he's held back by a big group of referees. hate this so much. I hate it. Baron Corbin the NXT makes no sense to me whatsoever. It's a clear demotion. The guy looks like he's completely checked out. That is maybe a harsh accusation, but he looks the same facially in terms of his, you know, his body language as he did when he was playing down on his look Corbin. I will like his gear, and I'll go into why later on during the match. Um, but, my God, you get the first just slab of exposition when he tells you what he did, and it was a total, like, lies. But it's one of those where it's like, is he taking credit for something because he's the heel? Mm. Or I, I can't tell the tone, the intent. If this wasn't in WWE, you might have been able to spend your disbelief. Because it's so loaded with exposition and nonsense yeah. that you're like, oh, he's just doing the brand stuff. Rewriting if, history. Yeah, but an instance of a heel promo. Yeah. This isn't bad, but it's just I couldn't tell WWE if it was thing, yeah. or not. And then Dragunov comes out, which sparks yet more exposition and the Wikipedia page. <laughs> and then Dragunov, I wish I could remember the line says something like, you talk about your accomplishments. <laughs> you talk about your accomplishments, I just do this. It's like, you do that, I do this. This is the secret trick to every WWE promo ever, and I've lived through this for my entire adult life. Read off the Wikipedia page, mm -hmm. and then the person who's listening to the Wikipedia page says, you might think you're this, but I'm this. Yeah. End scene. I hate it. It's so bad. It's so stupid. I could write these things yeah, in watch my it for sleep. twenty years. It's so easy being a WWE creative writer because this is how virtually everything goes when it's not Paul Heyman doing theater. <laughs> this pretentious theater that they think is great. <laughs> Wikipedia page rundown. Okay, you're this. I do that. Mm. You talk about it, I'd be about it or whatever. Like that, yeah. Then the premise is established. Then there's no plotting. 
They just talk more about the premise and then do a beatdown after a match mm. or a DQ to lead to another match. And then they do the match that counts and then uh, and all the cycle just renews. It's shit. <laughs> yeah, people... It's fucking shit. People uh, are doing a lot recently. Some good stuff on the show, though. Yeah. There's, uh, people are talking a lot. I remember a while back, they were like, people were doing videos like, we got AI to book an episode of Monday Night Raw. AI's been booking Raw for 20 yeah, years. I think chat, chat <laughs> GPT would have the easiest job on its hands ever if you just said, um, write an opening show promo for any WWE show. Because like you say, there's, it's not even like, oh, okay, you get the sort of verbiage. There is a, we could play, we could even play WWE promo. Bingo! Cross them off, like yeah, you say. Yeah. It's just a painting by numbers, isn't it? Yeah, Ilya Dragunov has reached a point now where he's done enough in NXT that he can read his own Wikipedia page instead of reading the Wikipedia page for pain. Like it used to be, yeah. that he had to like I'll search pain, right? Like, like I find some descriptions of pain that other people have entered in the internet yeah. and steal. Now he's like got the Oxford few... English Dictionary. <laughs> <laughs> I first met Payne. Uh, like, now he's won some matches, so yeah. he can talk about himself. But that's it. That's all he's kind of graduated from. None of the tone, none of the real themes change particularly. Um, you know, it allows us to fantasy book something that actually happens on a preview uh, because of his adoration of Payne and that being, his, at this point, quite funny gimmick. Like, it's not... I can't really take him seriously. Of course you can't. And I don't know if... Is he leaning in? So, like, don't, like... Going down the line, all the people on cage match that give all of his matches nine and a halves can be like, he's the latest one to game the system. Like, I don't think he is. I don't think this is like a Zane Owens Gunther situation. Mm. I think it's just, I'm giving them what they want. Giving them what they want. <laughs> Getting what I want in return. Pain. Pain. Suffering. Uh, entertaining to me. The show is all about pain and masturbation, and I just put my hands together. <laughs> Uh, we see a thing from earlier on in the day. Thea Hale's leaving a, a training session from uh, Drew Gulak and Charlie Dempsey. And there's Duke Bloody Hudson still doing some marking or whatever. Uh, and he's checking on Thea Hale and, oh, bloody hell, she's sore. Uh, but she's she's enjoying training. Um, she says, they're toughening me up. They're teaching me all these grappling holds. Uh, and Hudson's like, I thought you didn't like them. And she's like, no, 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 you just have to know to give it back to them and then... You know, you can kind of get him on side. And she demonstrates a hold on Duke Hudson, who sells it hilariously. But she's ready to win the Battle Royal, and I'm, I'm fully with her. Major plot hole here. Major plot hole. So you've got Drew Gulak and Charlie Dempsey training her. So she's learning the pro wrestling from Drew Gulak. And you're seeing all of this awesome charisma from... <laughs> just, I just wanted to make sense. Why isn't William Regal training her? When he said he wanted to go back and do this sort of thing. <laughs> That's all I want to do. You know, these young people come into my ring. Uh, start the show, o open class. So, you know, I, I just do me, you know. So if you want to come along, learn from a veteran, you can do that. Uh, why is Thea Hill not doing that? What's William Regal actually doing? I wanted to help, but I, uh, I cannot relate to any of these characters. I didn't go to university. I went to the University of Bloody Life. School buddy hard knocks. <laughs> Blackpool Pleasure Beach. Blackpool Paint Beach more like. <laughs> I graduated. I graduated from that university at 14. It wasn't legal back then, but I found a way. By the way, a lot of people were tweeting us, I think it was either yesterday or, or the day before, saying your bit where you go. Have a, a sip of tea. <laughs> oh, turns out it's piss. Oh, have a cup of tea. Oh, it's piss. <laughs> Get some every time. Pull a funny face. Oh, it's piss, that is. Every time. Every time that one. 
Punters have put down fifty dollars, so you better bloody get your knob out by accident. <laughs> uh, so yeah, obviously the opening promo set up a match between uh, Dragonov and Baron Corbin. But moments ago, Braun Breaker has uh, jumped out your Dragonov uh, and apparently injured him. So now that match is uh, ooh, under threat again, Braun. <laughs> We called it. We did. Well, like, you called it. You too. Longest match of all time. Yeah. <laughs> Just spear after spear after spear. Smile gets wider on Ilya's face. It's the um, the really cheesy version of the Brock Le- the genuinely awesome Brock Lesnar Roman Reigns WrestleMania 31 match. Roman trying to smile through Brock's assault to like undermine him and get in his head. Dragon's just getting off. <laughs> it's Ilya jacking off again. <laughs> oh my god, another spear. <laughs> Uh, and then we got our first match. It was uh, represented by Dad and Ava. She hasn't got a surname. She's the Rock's daughter. Uh, versus uh, <laughs> Diamond Mine, Julius and Brutus Creed, and of course Ivy Nile. Um, what another brilliant showcase of Julius Creed. This elements of this were positively awesome. Yes. He does, well, yeah, I was going to say, he does the spot where he just holds someone up in a delayed vertical suplex, but he started on the mat oh and got God. up to it, and then like, here you go, Brutus, you have a go for a bit. Actually, I'll take it back. And he does some reps and what have you and drops him down. Uh, Ava comes in, slaps Julius. So Ivy comes in, and of course, immediately Ava tags out to Robbie Fowler. Uh, he goes for a German suplex. Brutus lands on his feet, though. Uh, and he looked great as well. Hits a uh, gorilla press slam and a moonsault. Julius comes in uh, and gets slammed onto Robbie Fowler. And then Niall comes in and suplexes bloody Brutus onto Robbie Fowler to take us to a break. When we come back, we're building into a, a Julius Creed hot tag, basically. Brutus is getting worked over. Uh, Ava's getting involved. Um, she t- hits Niall with a cheap shot. Um, Eventually, Brutus gets over. Julius comes in. Series of kip-ups and suplexes. He suplexes both of them uh, at one point. Does a moonsault press. All four men are down, so we get the face-off between Ivy Nile and uh, Ava. Back and forth between them two. Ava gets put in a dragon sleeper. Uh, Mick Jagger comes in to make the save, but he gets put in a dragon sleeper, which was a nice uh, spot. And then whilst the referee's dealing with uh, with getting, getting rid of him, uh, Ava... Puts on the mask she uses for a spooky corrupted entrance. Uh, <laughs> headbutts Ivy Nile with it and gets the one, two, three. This was really entertaining. Um, that suplex from the ground up deal is just this is the best. Fantastic! Like the you know the the recent Bandido one that went about a minute while other action yes. was happening. Like. For them to like add an ingredient to that and make it just as fun, like great. I keep saying this: TV matches do something that makes me remember it after a week. That's all I'm asking for at this point because there's so many great ones we review over the course of a week. Um, really want to like this. Is, sounds more like I'm thinking than feeling, but genuinely I enjoyed this. Want to put over your boys for an incredibly selfless performance from the LGYVs here? Yeah, because this was all about shine for the creeds and shine for Ava, mm-hmm. and they gave up a lot for this. There was tons and tons. Of, uh, like, not that the Creeds need them at this point. We know what they have to offer, but this was a proper Creeds showcase yeah. match. As if they'd like put in a request, as you know, like like a local football team where there's a scout coming to see. Felt like that. Felt yeah. like somebody from the main roster was coming down. It was like, we've got an eye on them. What have they got? And the Grizz Young Vets just gave themselves to the Creeds act, which was fantastic and really genuinely impressive. And this is not always the case in NXT. Like, genuinely impressive agent of. Ava here, like, relatively, like, sort of protective of what mm-hmm. she can and can't mm-hmm. do, clearly, at this point. Nothing that was exposing her. 
it's fine to cheat, it's fine to use the gimmick. Like, impressed structurally with how this was laid out as well as how entertained I was by it. This is honestly the biggest compliment I can give this match. It was like Tony Khan tier. Yeah. And, to, and like derived from the Paul Heyman school of, right, there's someone in this match who isn't particularly good already or is very limited. Let's build everything around that. Don't put her in the sludge of the in-ring action and then have her be the difference maker at the end. Like I thought they did a really resourceful job with, um, who is it? The Ava, oh Ava, uh, I'm not saying names. The Rock's daughter, and yeah, <laughs> jury's out. Like she swung a leg about to do a move, so <laughs> yeah. and she was in position, and she's very careful not to take bumps. But maybe that was the the, the layout of the match. But the creeds were just going absolutely acca here. <laughs> <laughs> to use an expression for the northeast of England. Gan acca. <laughs> just means like mental and yeah. raggy and like upper height. And they were just positively awesome. The double teams were just ridiculously fun. And I just thought as a as a trios match that had a few objectives. This was like I hate the agenting in NXT. Mm. I think it is so piss poor. It's just a blur of meaningless moves in the often the same moves in the same order at the same pace. And they really thought about this one and I was taken aback. So next we go to jail. <laughs> Stax is visiting <laughs> Tony D. Uh, and they do the whole glass phone gimmick. Uh, and Stax is like, hey, there's my guy. How you terrible. Doing? Terrible. Sorry. Uh, and Tony says, oh, I'm good. Get a load of this. Knuckles is in here. Is that from Bugsy Malone? Knuckles. <laughs> <laughs> or Sonic. Oh, yeah. <laughs> Wait a second, Sistax. Knuckles, he's the one who did that. Tony's like, oh, don't think Mike record it, you know. Watch it. You say what he said. Just, I love how with Tony D you're allowed to break every rule of your own universe. There are a minimum of two cameras in this. One on either side of the glass and Tony D's like, oh, shut up a minute. Otherwise, I might be convicted for the murders that we also <laughs> committed on camera. Yeah, no. now, Absolutely absurd. But that matters. It's so absurd that I can't hate it. Yeah. Because uh, at least this doesn't, these people don't say this is cinema online. No. No. Well, I might, but um, Tony says, Oh, I mean, come on, the guy makes a mean steak. Jojo the Whale gets me my paper every morning. And listen to this. The God's got me a subscription to Peacock so I can watch it the next day. Stax is like, Oh, fancy, damn. No, he didn't say that, but he said, Peacock? Well, being the dumb must have some benefits, huh? Imagine if there's like a, a contractual obligation from WWE to... Plug Peacock X number of times a year. Like, oh, we've, uh, we've noticed they've started the next one. Where? Prison. <laughs> <laughs> it's, uh, they're watching it in prison. <laughs> Aren't the TV episodes uploaded like a month later? Yeah. I, I, was, I was confused Or maybe it's that. different in America? Yeah. So like Tony D's watches. Oh my God, I've been arrested. <laughs> <laughs> Looks down at his. Uh, Tony's like, oh, yeah, it's almost like being out there. Almost. Let's shed one tear. Uh, do we have any more information on this rat? And Stax says, don't worry, boss. I put in a few calls to Kim K. And Tony says, oh, Kardashian? And Stax says, yeah, that's right, Kardashian. She's good at getting innocent people off. And Tony says, <laughs> the little look they shared, I popped. <laughs> yeah. Tony says, 
hell is Dex? You gotta reword that. Why would he? Why would he need to reword that, Sage? Because it's like a double entendre. Oh. So if you get someone off in like the legal court system, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. it means you make them innocent. If you want to get someone off, <laughs> it also means that you're good at extracting semen from them. Oh, of course. In, in an orgasm. Second plot hole of the night because we know. Enough about stacks at this point to know that he knows his way around that kind of phrasing. So for him to know sell that, I think he was pretending in front of Tony. Yeah, just trying to cheer so. him up, maybe. Yeah, I mean, cheer. the little look the shared was good. It was really funny, wasn't it? Phrasing. <laughs> Tony says, "Oh, listen, I gotta be honest. I don't know how I feel about my life in the hands of Kim Kardashian. Right? I might as well play the goddamn lottery." Uh, and Stack says, "My gut says it's gallus. You don't want to face as a battleground, but here's the thing, Don. We got a lot of enemies." Could be the Legados. More. Could maybe Garboni's crew. <laughs> Tony says, oh, you listen to yourself. You're on a wild goddamn ghost chase, huh? Uh, you're traveling the world. Let's go next door. Goddamn Gallus. Trust your gut. Listen, you got to take those scumbags for everything, because when I get out, I swear on my mother's eyes, I'm going to, for the second time, they're like, oh, careful. Oh, and this getting recorded. <laughs> He goes, all right, now listen. What coffee did last week? Forget about it. Uh, you got to be smart about this. Three on one ain't going to cut it. And Stack says, uh, what do you want me to do, Don? And uh, time's up, Tony, says someone. He says, all right, I'm, oh, all right, I'm coming. This is why you're the underboss. Figure it out. More goons. <laughs> or a plot to take them out one by one. Yeah. I'm on the hook. Yeah. I'm on the hook. I, I, sorry to uh, just go back in time just a second. Mm-hmm. Stacks, did he not? Um, I'm sure he mentioned uh, Battleground, but in your Stacks impression, there, he didn't give it the full show title. Battleground! <laughs> Battleground! One more! Oh, Jesus <laughs> Christ. One more, please. Thanks. <laughs> uh, yeah, I, I think you're right. This is a good table setting thing for, for things to come. We've got lots to look forward to in the coming weeks. I'm so incredibly stressed about who I am worried the rat is, shall we say. I don't want to get myself in trouble, but I've got significant concerns. Yeah. Mm. Well, we have to be careful, because just in case he might. Yeah, guys! Hey, Staxy. Hey. Hi, Staxy. How's it going? What have you just been talking about? Not, nothing. Nothing really. The, the weather, no, if anything. I'm okay, I guess I'll have to listen to the old podcast on the flight home. That's funny how that's never come up. <laughs> Why would I watch the show, boy? <laughs> hey, you want to see I see I want to see Tony in jail? You seen this? You heard about this? I'm not sure if there's any uh, footage that may have been leaked. <laughs> uh, interesting, I had to go and see him in person, uh, Sidge, because uh, Tony D's been making a, a lot of calls in prison. You know why he's been doing that? Using his cell phone. Huh? Uh, cell phone! Yeah, yeah, that's, <laughs> good, that's good stuff. They're jail stuff tonight. I know a little bit about this, obviously, Sid, so I don't need to explain it that much. Uh, three jokes, three questions, three jokes. Well, yeah, Sid, why did the insomniac, picture that, get thrown in jail? Huh? Right. Right. No sleep. No sleep. Is there any puns <sighs> with sleep and a certain crime? Uh, awake, <sighs> sleeping with the fishes, but that's an insomniac wouldn't, would they? Daylight robbery, Ooh, maybe. That's good. I like that. 
because he committed daylight robbery. It's good, not right. Why did the insomniac get thrown in jail? Because he was resisting arrest. <laughs> that's good. Yeah, that's good. That's really good. <laughs> You're on fire lately, Stocks. Question joke number two, Amphlet. Why did the ghost go to jail? Picture that. Huh? I ain't going to put handcuffs on a goddamn ghost. Like ghost. That's not it. Because yeah. it has to be like ghouls. Spooky. Boo. Anything in that. So why did the ghost go to jail? Yeah. Because he... Boo too high on the breathalyzer? <laughs> <laughs> What are you thinking? Because he booed <laughs> too high on the breathalyzer. It's good again, but it's not it's right. Second of a ghost driving. <laughs> oh, the place must have gone. Just remember, guys, it's a little joke. Don't take it too seriously, okay? Why did the ghost go to jail for giving booze to children? Huh? Oh, yeah. Booze? Uh, don't uh, obviously please. do that. It's just a joke. Mr. Ghost, please put your hands where I can see them. <laughs> <laughs> Been drinking tonight, sir. <laughs> Shut up, Willie. Finishes like a beer, but it just goes it it's right it's all on the seat. Finally. Why did the ghost get too drunk? Because it goes right through. Oh. 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 Finally, what happened to the guy Is who got a beer or spirits? Yeah. <laughs> Look at these ghost jokes, Stacks. They're great. Yeah. What happened to the guy who got six months in jail for uh, prematurely ejaculating? <laughs> <laughs> um, so, so, right, say it again. What happened to the guy who got six months in jail for prematurely ejaculating? Got off too easily? Yes. He got off too easily. He got off too easily. It's the way I... God damn, tell him. See you later, guys. Bye, Stacks. Obviously, on the plane over, he thought a lot about what Tony D said and thought, I can repurpose that yeah, into yeah. a joke. Yeah. Oh, he's, he's smart, Stacks. I mean, smart. How, do you, how do you follow something like that? Oh, yeah. Von Wagner goes to the <sighs> Oh, wow. Double whammy. <laughs> What's the positive surrender cobra? Have we named that yet? <laughs> yeah, like, I, I just, I'm, I'm so happy. <laughs> it's just such a one-two punch. This wasn't it. Um, so it's earlier on in the day, and uh, Juan Wagner is there with Robert Stone, and they're at a therapist's office. And Robert Stone's like, "Bloody hell! I hope this one works out." We've had a problem with the last few, and we see clips of uh, Von being asked about his anger problem and telling the guy to go <laughs> himself, um, and then. Vaughn's like, oh, that guy was a that guy was a jackass. He wasn't an actual donkey. I mean, he was not a good guy to be a therapist from Von Wagner. Yeah. <laughs> uh, and then there's how does one actually f oneself? <laughs> Is that just masturbation? Uh, and the next one, he's like yelling this guy's face. Robert saying he has to keep paying these people off. Uh, yelling at a guy for who's just asked him to share, basically. Uh, and Robertson's like, no, come on, we're on the verge of this breakthrough. Come on, let's give this one a go. Uh, and then a guy walks out of this therapist's office, and he's he's crying. And he says, thank you. And Vaughn's like, nah, I am done. That is not me. What would my dad think if I saw this? They're introducing more of it in, guys. Yeah. 
I'm not doing this for anyone. I'm not doing it for you. Blah blah blah. And he's 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 got one foot out the door, guys. And then Jesus Christ, an M Night Shyamalan plot twist. <laughs> Wouldn't you know it? The therapist <laughs> is a sexy lady. And he stops in his tracks, and then uh, there's a music coming. Yep. Like, yeah, yeah. And uh, suddenly he's like, actually, <laughs> I'm going to give this a shot. And uh, Robert Stone goes to follow him in, and he's like, hold your horses, buddy. Don't actually, you do not need to hold an actual <laughs> pony. It is a term of expression. Uh <laughs> There is going to be liquid on material, but there will be no Rorschach tests in this therapist's office. I am going to ejaculate. <laughs> uh, anyway, and, he, and Cherry on the icing on the cake, he turns around, ding, winks at Robert Stone. Is he going to shock the therapist? Is he going to be Von Schagner? Yeah! How did we not pick sex? As a, <laughs> we've, we've picked... Sex as the punchline to every prediction we've made this on this podcast for two years. This, it yeah. seems to be unaffecting. Never crossed the streams no. before, is it? Von Wagner and sex. Well, he's, a, he's about hard. He's not about <laughs> hard. <laughs> These nuts. What if I, I could not like subdue my glee? <laughs> what if we've got another virgin? I like to watch. Two people on television tease that they might not have it off and then almost have it off and then something prevents them ha from having it off and then they have it off and I lose interest. After season four, I'm done. The hot people are <laughs> f <laughs> I don't care about the marriage problems. No. I'm I'm done. Yeah. No frisson anymore, is yeah, it? Yeah, yeah, yeah. What if Von Wagner is so angry because he's sexually frustrated and he's going to pop his cherry. Blue balls. Blue balls has been the cause of... Yeah. Like the red herring was the, the, the pretty horrifying brain injury he suffered as a child. Mm -hmm. But the more painful experience was the blue balls, <laughs> the sexual frustration. And what if he's going to blow his beans all over a psychiatrist couch? He's had two years of people saying, come Tuesday, and he's like, oh, wish <laughs> <laughs> no, time is finally gonna come or does the wink indicate that he's just a mad shagger but he's just like a, a, a real g moving in silence like lasagna yes yeah. and now that he's finally opening up a little bit he'll say, I'm, I'm top shagger well, like sending robert stone away suggests that that might be the case isn't it get lost not actually lost, just leave the <laughs> vicinity. Like, you are cramping my style. No, I do not mean that you are pinching my garments <laughs> and putting creases in them. I mean that you are going to render me a loser by association. Maybe he will, like, learn. Metaphors of this, through, like, not wanting to talk outright about having full <sighs> sex. He just starts coming up with stuff to tell Robert. He'll be coming up all right. He's like, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> he implies something for the first time ever, and Robert starts, oh, my God, a breakthrough. Oh, my God, Vaughn. We're, we're sort of treading on our own dick for the preview next week, but we'll have forgotten all this. on Vaughn's dick. We'll, we, we'll have forgotten all about this by next Tuesday, right? But, you get, like you say, you've got two potential, there's plenty more that we could go down, but two potential avenues that you've got. Yeah, like you say, one is, he's about to not, right? <laughs> <laughs> and Robert Stone's like, time's up, Vaughn. He's like, 
no, I was about to do the thing. Or, like you say, the alternative, mad shagger. And Robert Stone's like, what happened in that therapist's office? Because she keeps ringing me to book appointments now. She wants another piece of the wine. I'm so, I, Jesus Christ, I'm so invested in this. Not the first medical professional to give me head. A head. <laughs> it works if you stretch the premise a bit, Mr. Stone. Many of us have those stubborn pounds that seem impossible to lose, no matter how good we eat or how hard we work out. My solution is plush care. Plush Care is a leading telehealth provider with doctors who are there for you day and night to partner with you in your weight loss journey. They can prescribe FDA-approved weight loss medications like Wagovi and Zepbound for those who qualify. Plus, they accept most insurance plans. To get started, visit plushcare.com slash weight loss. That's plushcare.com slash weight loss. Hey there, it's Michelle Norris. I'm host of a podcast called Your Mama's Kitchen. When I travel, I'm usually looking for a way to find a taste of home when I'm not at home. And one of the things I love to do when I am at home is entertain. And Airbnb allows me to do that. When I was in California recently, I rented a house that had a great kitchen. And when we were sitting around the table, we're all thinking, we're in someone else's house. Someone could be in all of our homes as well. If you have a home, but you're not always at home, you have an Airbnb. Your home might be worth more than you think. Find out how much at airbnb.com slash host. Hey, it's Paige DeSorbo from Giggly Squad. High quality fashion without the price tag. Say hello to Quince. I'm snagging high-end essentials like cozy cashmere sweaters, sleek leather jackets, fine jewelry, and so much more. With Quince being 50 to 80% less than similar brands. And they partner with factories that prioritize safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. I love that. Luxury quality within reach. Go to quince.com slash style to get free shipping and 365-day returns on your next order. Quince.com slash style. Moving on. Uh, why? <laughs> so let's talk about Vaughn. We have to talk about Blair Davenport. Take your clothes off. You're inside. <laughs> Take, put them back on. I'm inside. Uh, Blair Davenport squashed Danny Palmer. Uh, what was your relationship with, like with your mother? Well, now I'm no longer erect. <laughs> <laughs> You know, uh, Vaughn, some people like to think about things to, to keep the wolf from the door. There is a wolf in here. <laughs> Vaughn, please just don't come too early. I arrived to the appointment on time.
So Blair Davenport plays Danny <laughs> as a squash. Uh, Danny got, a, a, I think she got a two count in there with a knee strike. Uh, went up top, but Blair pulled her down by the hair, hit a huge knee to her face and hit with a falcon arrow. Got the one, two, three, uh, and put the women's roster on notice staring down the camera saying that phrase as, as the, uh, the commentators talked about her dominant victory, basically. You can't be an assassin, basically, in a women's division and then have a match this kind of rubbish. That was bad. And that was boring. Yeah, and the Mitch Noka driver... Like wasn't Falcon Arrow thing wasn't so great. Where did that come from? She didn't register the idea of this wrestler is doomed. Yeah, watch this. She just did it. I thought it was oh. weird because it was like she hit. Didn't she hit like a, a, a version of one one person version of the sort of BTE trigger, the sort of the the, yeah. kni- the knee? And I was like, oh, there's the finish. And then she did a Falcon Arrow on top. Well, of that, that looks what like you can imagine. That's what she's done at the people when she's taken them out. Yeah, that feels more like this hit and run character that she was playing with. They've just. Just abandoned her. Just put, do... put her in a hoodie. I mean, like, it was her all along. They didn't even re-edit the audio when she was revealed because they showed earlier on, like, oh, here's the, all the attacks and then here's the reveal last week. And they didn't even redo the audio of, of Vic Joseph going, oh, it's Blair Davenport. They addressed one of the complaints I had by having her come out in the Battle Royal. But that brawl was embarrassing. <laughs> it was absolutely piss poor that brawl she had with Roxanne Perez. Mm. So... Like, at least they're doing this idea that she is, she's made an enemy of the entire roster, and that maybe that's why she wanted to avoid the Battle Royal. But I don't know, you've got to look dangerous. Steve Austin, when he was getting more cheaters, but still working as a heel, like late 96, early 97, kind of, there's probably somebody that did this first, but I always felt like he was the one to popularize the chop block. Like, he was doing it to Brett, and he was doing it to Bulldog, and it was, like, people then selling the knees, and it's like, what an awful bastard's trick to play. Yeah. Like, sneaky sort of thing, and I'm not getting any of that from her. They need her. Uh, or the Serena Deep chop locks. Oh, my God. <laughs> oh, my God. Total smash and grab. Daylight robbery. Where? Where is she? Oh. Uh. Not on television. Well, she's working for AW. Yeah. <laughs> uh, Dana Brooke arrived at the building. She uh, wanted to be part of the number one contenders battle royal. She's making her own opportunities. Um, interesting addition to this. Uh, no, but it's <laughs> not the wizard. It was somebody else, maybe. The thing is, it's not. I have no issue with Dana Brooke. She's quite competent in this yeah. battle royal. I, the um, weirdly, WWE of uh, like probably deserve a modicum of credit here because they've thought about who they're going to put on this free agents list for the benefit of these NXT yeah. invasions and presumably the Von Wagner. Yeah. Start kicking that ass and taking names. It goes both ways, doesn't it? It yeah. does. <sighs> you better believe it does, Mr. Stone. <laughs> I am uh, learning a lot from these sessions. Everywhere I'm allowed it. Is this a podcast? Because this is an oral session. <laughs> Uh, Not a podcast that's in the top 20 anymore. (laughs) I expect John Moxley will be in one of those oral sessions looking at the charts. Uh, What a needless shoot. She's so amazing. Yeah, Yeah, she's the best. The best of all. Shut up. Best of all of us. I know. I I apologize. Edit that out. No, I'm not editing it out. That's because it's not your job. (laughs) Yeah. Yeah, leave it in, please, Will. I'm f***ing with the best. But, like, yeah, I I retract that sentiment at least. Yeah. She's the best. I'm shooting on Renee Paquette. No, she's the best. I preferred the Tommy Dreamer stuff yesterday. Well, yeah. Which is the first time anybody said that in terms <laughs> of Dreamer, run it, forget. 
What's that? Car's better, car's better Sabu better. <laughs> Van Damme better. Just incredible better. <laughs> At least he had his funny face. Was it TNA where they had the show? Was Who like, was the guy that we popped for that does the face in the background of those like 2008 ECW promos? Uh, it's not Jason, the sexiest man alive, is it? P- potentially. Just incredible, like, does the face in the background yeah, yeah, when he yeah. signs for WWE. <laughs> Go oh, dealing with the X Factor. <laughs> Audio medium, but we're both in. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, was it TNA? They did the like, it's ECW basically, although we can't say a lot of the things, and the whole show is them accidentally saying things. And he was uh, like, That's like, why I'm Justin. And he just couldn't start to stop talking because <laughs> he couldn't say the rest of his name. They're called EV 2.0. It was like, what's EV Sam? I don't know, Extreme Veterans or something. Like, what, <laughs> yeah, no. what words are we allowed? It's balls, man. It's cojones. Yeah, that's, <laughs> that's what he was always called. It's it's bollocks, yeah. ladies and gentlemen. Here he it's is, Mister Bollocks. That's a gink. We love Mackenzie Mitchell here at uh, What Culture, and uh, her face throughout this was a picture. She had to interview the. Uh, NXT. She's got more personality than most of them. Yeah, uh, the WWE backstage uh, yeah. personnel. Uh, she's interviewing NXT Women's Champion Tiffany Stratton. I uh, asked her about Dana, and she says, I wish I could sell sharks, but I'm really not. Of course, Dana Brooke wants to shout my chubby on her. Come on. Come on. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> Sometimes Tyler makes a superstar, but in this case, I've already made the championship the most desirable, and I'll do it. What I'm about tonight is every single one in that wrong is obvious what I have. <laughs> what? <laughs> what? Are you kidding me? No one was happy when I won this title. Not even you. And I have no problem proving I'm a class of my own to whoever wins tonight. And Mackenzie asks who she thinks she's going to win. She says, to be hedge. Myra Valkyria is the only person I could see pulling it off. <laughs> I mean, she pushed me to limit at Battleground, NXT Battleground, your ground, Battleground, but more. Oh, God. Like, down, girl, you're almost at the tip of top. But it doesn't matter because the result will stay the same. And still, NXT Women's Champion, Timmy Stratton. I just love this title. Toodles! Jesus Christ, no notes. What was next? Yeah. Uh, and what was next was uh, Baron Corbin versus Trick Williams. Oh, skip. Oh, <laughs> Corbin dominates early, chokes Trick against the ropes. Uh, Trick gets sent across the ring but dodges the splash and fights back. Uppercut to Corbin. Uh, Corbin got knocked out of the ring as we go to a break. When we come back, uh, Corbin's got Trick in like a million-dollar dream, but Trick gets out of it, uh, knocks Corbin to the outside, goes to the charging knee as Corbin's leaning up against the uh, announcer's table, but Corbin moves and Trick just batters it with his knee, goes down clutching it. Corbin seizes opportunity, goes after it, keeps rolling in and out of the ring to break the count, but just tortures Trick on the outside, sends him knee first into the steel steps. Um, He gets sent back into the ring, uh, hit with a spine buster, I believe, uh, and then uh, Corbin puts him in a single leg crab. Trick gets the ropes uh, and fights back, gets a running neck breaker for a nice near fall, kicks Corbin in the head, but uh, Corbin immediately comes back with that Great signature, his deep six, which I just always love to see. Get, I guess, a two count. Trick fights back, 
He, there's a tiny chance he might win this. He sets up for that spinning kick of his, but unfortunately, the knee gives out. Corbin spots his opportunity, hits him with the end of days, one, two, three, and then reveals he's headed to SmackDown this Friday to get into Money in the Bank, and he's going to see Ilya Dragunov next Tuesday. I thought this was so boring. Uh, I like both of them, and not really for their wrestling. I just kind of like them both. Yeah. But uh, I'm sure today, America time, tomorrow, whenever... They're going to sit and review the tape, and like this is why we did this. This is why we did this, and it'll be a great learning experience for Trick. And that's what NXT functions as sometimes. But I didn't get a lot out of it as a as a viewer. It's crap. Sorry, it's crap. I, I really like Trick Williams, and I'm once again asking you to put him in the LA Dojo. <laughs> yes, the guy. I can't even tell if he's like a really good athlete or not because the body makes you think that he is. Oh yeah, he's, the physique is unbelievable. Oh, my God. But he's so stilted in his movements. Like, I don't know if he's wary of what he can and can't do or just a complete lack of expression in the ring, a lack of freedom, where it just hasn't clicked for him yet. But he just moves in a very stilted way that he just screams very early trainee wrestler to me. Mm-hmm. Um, he needs reps. There's no guarantee that any wrestler ever trains and does it for like about four years and starts to really get good. No guarantee that might happen, but Jesus Christ, let him try because he's so valuable. He, he just doesn't move right. He just does not move right. Uh, hard-hitting home truths with Nathan Fraser was back next. That's uh, so terrible. He says, cool, blimey, the landscape has continued to shift since Battleground. NXT Battleground, you're grounded. Battlegrounded, but dead. <laughs> British, isn't it? Uh, well, have all uh, Americans got mums and all uh, British yeah, people got know. dads? Um, what are you on about? I've no idea. Us <laughs> tea-sucking Brits and our dads. That's just a lot of a lot of stuff going on on this podcast. I'm spinning a lot of plates over Come here. on, Dad, let's go for tea and crumpets. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> uh, talks about Noam Dar's new pals uh, and all the free agents coming in. Um, he says, well, his pals didn't help last week. Uh, with the match, because me and Bloody Dragon Lee got involved. Um, he's targeting the Heritage Cup. Um, and uh, But here's senior international correspondent Dragon Lee. I, I can't imagine, Sid, what must have been going through your brain when we have Dragon Lee and Ben Carter, two of the biggest prospects that they've got, and they're like, time to do a John Oliver slash David Letterman parody with the five things as well. Yeah. This is how you choose to use them. So <laughs> Lee talks in Spanish. Fraser says, see, like me when the, when uh, Cody finally wins the title. He's got, Lee's got um, five funny names uh, for Noam Dar's new group, like uh, the Oramenta Experience and the Jakara Jacha- Jackson. That joke? Yeah, there was, none of these were jokes. <laughs> none the, of them were like bad jokes either. They were just bad. First thing they thought of, wasn't it? There was no like just legitimate suggestions. We've got, yeah. six, we've got six, and we need to knock them down to five because Letterman does it. Was it Letterman who did the five five things? Yeah, Jay Leno, maybe one of them. Yeah, yeah. Uh, and uh, one of them's uh, another one's like the Jakara Jackson five <laughs> minus one. Mm-hmm. Uh, but then the best one, the best one they came up with was uh, Noam's rent of friends. Noam's rent of friends, <laughs> and Nathan Fraser went, and that is the best one because it's actually true. <laughs> <laughs> This is the worst I've ever seen. This is the worst thing I've ever seen in my life. Um, the worst thing I've ever seen in my life. Can, if you look at talent and role. Yeah. 
Anyway, challenges, no I'm daughter. At least we've got a match next week for the Heritage it's Cup. It's absolutely pathetic. Shawn Michaels should be shot. Were you you like like these shows, these um John Oliver, was it Colbert that had Ed yeah. Helms as his reporter, like out and about? Yeah. And that was kinda how Ed Helms got his break. Dragon Lee is Andy Bernard. <laughs> that's, that's where we're at in NXT then. No, there's not a bit of comedic timing between the two of them. They are nerds, runts. They also happen to be the most two of the most spectacular wrestlers of their generation. But who cares about that? Helpful because there were such geeks here. They've made um, Axiom and scripts look like mad shaggers, which is how you need to fit on this show. Like, comparison. Oh, that was awful as well. We'll Can't get to that. to that. Nearly there. Um, no, you always you event time. No, not yet. You always say like uh, monkeys paw stuff, and it is, isn't it? Just think what Dragon Dragon Lee and Ben Carter could do in WWE together. A few months later, we're gonna get him to do funny sketches. Yeah, I know we're gradually counselling ourselves out of being bothered by the like the bad faith actors on Twitter as well. But you know when like Tony Khan throws the King go. I've made this point before. A, a mad so graphic, yeah, yeah. and they all go, uh, "Who cares about the match? Where's the story?" Like. Here's the story. Dragon Lee's a news reporter. So now, now there's a story. Now the match that he's going to have makes sense. <laughs> I'll, t- I'll just take the random graphic, please. Yeah, yeah. And, the, and the awesome match. <laughs> uh, Mustafa Ali's backstage with McKenzie. Uh, asks what brings him to NXT. He talks about being a free agent. He can show up where he wants. He's writing the story. And the next chapter is him as a champion. Uh, Wesley comes in and they have a bit of banter. He's happy he's here. Uh, but Ali's like, I don't want to be handed title shots. I want to earn them. Uh, maybe down the road, <laughs> if you're still champion. Uh, and then we got Mustafa Ali versus Joe Gacy. Ali's in control, gets cut off by Gacy, uh, who nails him with a big clothesline. Uh, Gacy goes for a back suplex. Ali lands on his feet, but gets DDT'd for a two count. Um, Ali dodges a Gacy charge in the corner, hits a neck breaker, goes up top, gets nailed by Gacy. Gacy's going for a superplex, but Ali fights out of it. It's Joe Gacy with the Sunset Bomb, 450, 1, 2, 3. Post-match, Mustafa Ali gets jumped by the rest of um, He's getting beaten down. Who will come to his rescue? None other than the uh, North American champion, Wesley, and Tyler Beat. They make the save. Gacy gets super kicked by Ali and then get pulled to safety bed. I thought Joe Gacy looked really good here. Yeah. So Mustafa Ali is doing his job. Effectively, he's got loads of experience. Though. Yeah, aye, tons of experience. That's true. It, like he's not just some prospect that they've got, but rarely has he been permitted to look like anything special other than a weird cult leader, Bray Wyatt adjacent guy. And I was quite impressed with him here. And I just think if this is like Musfarley's lot for a bit, fine. Like it wasn't like the main roster was going much better for him. I'm not that. Excited by the, pro- I should be more excited by the prospect yeah. of the Wesley match in truth because that'll probably be class. But I don't think they're going to give me a story that's going to like enga- engage my emotional investment. And then on the night, I'll be like, that was very good. Yeah, I've had an earnest emotional response to anything on this program since it became two point oh. No, like, we- I'm really into this. It's all irony. It's all irony. Uh, tell you what, this is fine. Good before good became boring. I guess. But there was one moment where, I think it was when Mustafa Ali took that spill to the outside. It was such an incredible bump. And you think, Jesus Christ, like 80% of the people on this program are just nowhere near good enough. <laughs> that's what it's meant to look like. Yeah, That's the that's the byproduct, the upshot or whatever of having someone like Ali come yeah. on Tuesdays. Because, yeah. oh, Jesus Christ, you're, you're classing them in a match that's, what, three stars. So it was quite selfless of Dana Brooke not to do that in the Battle Royal. I thought she was all right. Yeah. 
Um, Fallon Henley's getting psyched up by Briggs and Jensen. Tell him there's a chance that storyline's not completely no, it's gone. Dead, no, man. it's not Jeez. dead. It's back oh, alive. No, no, there's a callback. Um, and then he, our boys, uh, Idris and Ophi and Malik, Malik Blade come in. Uh, they're annoyed at them because they got Hank and Tank to fight each other to get closer. Um, and that's annoying because they're clearly not on the same wavelength. And Briggs and Jensen, well, they work for us actually as well. And they do the, the oh, go on then. Well, what's Jensen's favorite color? Blue. What's Briggs' birthday? March 5th. Not the hardest test, of course. The hardest question of all is quick fire. Burger. <laughs> Thought we were going to burg- burgers. I want to go burger town. <laughs> Third time. Burgers. Bur- bur- bread. It's Shawn Michaels' favourite bit now. Burgers. <laughs> one of all the characters. Tell me what kind of burger they're like. I'll pick a burger, please. Yeah. Hamburger. <laughs> Cheese burger. Ostrich burger? What? Uh, <laughs> Paul, I think he's ready. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Hank and Tank come in, uh, and they they oh, they know each other so well now. They know each other's um, topical uh, musical favorites. You're a bloody Swifty, you aren't you? Um, and then, uh, God, I got so jealous of what came next. Hank asks Briggs and Jensen if they want to go for some beers later, and I was like, I wish I was part of that gang. I want to go for beers, uh, and they invite. They're very nice. They invite Malik uh, and Idris, and they say, Ugh, maybe later. Malik's like, look, we're not on the same page. And then the Gallus lads walk in and say, it doesn't bloody matter if you're on the same page. You'll never beat the Gallus beat. Uh, <laughs> and Idris is like, we're doing this, aren't we? And Malik Blade's like, yep. They're going to go one-on-one next week to get to know each other better. Uh, and uh, Idris is yelling after him, I know, I know you. I know when your birthday is. ha, ha. And he does the Siri. I'm not going to say in case it sets people's phones off. Siri. Pause. That should be all right now. <laughs> when is Malik Blade's birthday? And of course, I know this is April 22nd, guys. Not difficult to look that up. Um, did you hear the bit what happened when they went back to commentary, by the way? No. <laughs> Booker T's goated. Because <laughs> Vic Joseph's like, oh, we know each other, don't we, Booker? He's like, when's my birthday? Booker T just completely deadpan goes, I don't know. Why would I know that? <laughs> like, he hasn't just watched that scene, and he does not give a toss. I'm going to be getting a gift, so I don't need to worry your pretty little head about that one. Oh, Booker, are you checking your phone to see when my birthday is? Now I'm ordering my dinner. Yeah. <laughs> you know I do this at the same time every week, Vic. Um, yeah, they're going to fight each other next week. Yeah. We'll, we'll preview that. It's a weird storyline, this. Mm. It's stupid. It's just, it's just sucks. I just love Idris and Ophi's outfits. I think they're amazing. His wardrobe's incredible. Um, and yeah, I'm just nice to see that. They see that. I love these two, so I'm nice to see them getting some screen time. I'm going to say, Joe, it's a weird story. <laughs> like, yeah. They did know each other. Everybody knew each other. These are all tag teams. I know, I know, I know. Yeah. It's, it's, it's rubbish. The show sucks. <laughs> love hate relationship with the show. They were better when they were, unsurprisingly, doing the sex stuff where they were like, toxic attraction and dead sexy. Do you remember yeah. that? Aye. Flexing backstage when yeah. they walk past. Yeah, more of that sort of thing, please. Yeah. Uh, right, no, I'm Dars there with his new gang. He's got the Heritage Cup trophy, which is preposterously sized, of course. Uh, and it's not his group; it's our group. He says Aura Mensa had been un- underappreciated. Um, the flying to a new stratosphere puts over Jakara Jackson, puts over Lash Legend. He says uh, Lash is the anchor uh, that will beat everything. I, I don't know what's going on here. Uh, Lash is like, oh, Lash is so bright. He's got a bright so future. The screen can't bloody handle it. 
Um, and she asks, does Mackenzie about make the Razor's challenge? And no, I'm darting around her right away, sort of accepts it by saying, I'm never losing the cup. And there's no stopping the metaphor. I don't hate that. No, me neither. I don't know what's meta about it. Von Wagner's head explodes. I know. And the doctor gets a new one. But like <laughs> now, meta four. No, I get it, but what's meta about this act? Uh, they I'm know they're terrible. <laughs> I'm not a fucking idiot. It's an inside joke. We all know we're crap. Uh, the Heritage Cup is meaningless, maybe. but he cares about it. It's a meta joke. Right next to UK. Maybe. Yeah. Uh, Eddie Thorpe versus Damon Kemp was next. It was fine. Eddie Thorpe's right. good. Better than Damon Kemp. Yes. Uh, Eddie Thorpe <laughs> won the last meeting, um, but I think Kemp accused him of cheating, so this was kind of like sorting it all out. But of course he didn't. Um, Kemp hit him with an overhead belly to belly and then put a boot in Eddie Thorpe's eyes. Uh, good good heel stuff there from Damon Kemp. Um, he uh, tries to send, I think, Eddie into the corner or one, one, one way or another. There's basically almost a spot where they run over the referee, but that allows Thorpe to grab him for a bridging German suplex. But on the replays, you realize the ref didn't see it, but Damon Kemp's foot was on I the ropes. I need a replay to see that. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, Damon Kemp, Damon Kemp, the villain, the whining villain, is right. I'm completely justified. Yeah. I hate that booking. Yeah, that's, that's rubbish. Sean Michael should be shot. <laughs> um, Gigi's on the phone with her brother, I think. Uh, saying uh, she's going to win the Battle Royal, especially after what happened with the weaponized steel cage match last week. Here comes Kiana James, says, uh, you won't be winning. I'll be winning, actually. And then there's the, the horrible bit where it's like, oh, yeah, you're a you're the funny, uh, you know, doing a business person. But also we're going to blend in that, Gigi, your real-life horrific upbringing, uh, you, you just your background means you're not going to bloody win it. I, I don't like this at all. Um uh, and she said, well, my, because of my background, I can't wait to send you over the top rope. Uh, and then here comes Davikaya. <laughs> it felt like they didn't know what the out was for this, and so the writers just went, and then Davikaya walks in. Yeah. Uh, because he had a match against Skripsi. Um He's not really that anymore, is he? Like, they've kept the name. Scripps! <laughs> hey, <laughs> sorry. hey, me, kids! Scripps! Got a balloon animal! Look at his big neck. Shut up, man. <laughs> You've lost it. I used to do poems. I do limericks now. <laughs> it once was a man from Nantucket. Oh, I can't tell that yet. Not till kids have gone to bed. Uh, David Gibbs is guy. Basically, he um, beats up Scripture. <laughs> Chucks him out of the ring, chops the crap out of him, and then suddenly out of nowhere, here comes Axiom. No! When did they be friends? Make friends? Uh, that was the other week. Uh, Why? They, they had a, I think they had a... Well, he unmasked him, and then he was like, oh, thanks for that, Axiom. That's great, actually, because now I can, like, see all error in my ways. Right, okay, okay. So now I'm your pal, and I think he saved Axiom. <laughs> I think he saved Axiom. Axiom's still a bit... Bit suspicious of him. <laughs> they can do when they do those uh, pre pay per view montages where it's like all oh, the roster are talking about the matches. It's just like script to a kid's party. What are you most excited about? I'm looking forward to Brom Breaker versus Ely Dragonoff. He loves pain. Uh, so yeah, uh, Axiom shows up and uh, distracts Dabakate without actually laying a finger on him. Uh, and then he's like, oh, right, bollocks, back to the match. 
Goes to the choke slam, Axiom's up on the top, leaps over Dabakato, Scripps dodges a charge, schoolboys Dabakato, gets the one, two, three, and Dabakato immediately gets tries to get his heat back by beating up Scripps and Axiom, and he slammed Axiom onto Scripps to stand tall. So useless. The worst wrestler, maybe, on the whole show, just rolled up the monster giant... <laughs> It was now as useless as them. He's pretty useless, though. He's, all of this is terrible. Baby faces being heels. Bad action. The best wrestler doing nonsense. Two of the worst wrestlers on that level. It's pathetic. Yeah. Dabakato leaving, like, arms held high. Um, uh, that was the real quiz. Yeah. <laughs> Won by Dabakato. No, your undefeated streak's gone, and your aura has well. Your aura's dead. Uh, Joe Gacy's livid backstage. This fake friendship between Tyler Beat and Wesley is as phony as Ali's positive mental attitude. It's all going to end next week. And the gay head are like, Wick's quite good, actually. We won. But they weren't saying it like that. They were like, we made a statement. Hey, turn that frown upside down, Joe. Um, um, Gacy said, look, you did, but I fell short tonight. And a battleground, NXT battleground. Your ground, battleground. Uh, it's at the main event. Yeah, nearly. Um, he needs to reflect and rectify. Um, Ava, she hasn't got a surname, she's the Rock's daughter. <laughs> um, talks some about roots again and trees and one root. Can, uh, We're getting away from that a bit, weren't they? Yeah. Back to tree stuff. <laughs> um, and then next week, we've got you back, don't worry. They're, they're breaking up. Good. Quiz doing bets, coming back, you're getting what you want. Come on! Uh, and then just before the main event, uh, Mustafa Ali thanks Tyler Beat and Wesley for having his back. And Tyler says next week we're going to tear him from its roots. Um, and uh, Ali's like, hey, there's some magic here between you two. Uh, everyone loves it. Um, but the fans want to see you go one-on-one. And Tyler Beat's like, I'll do it. Yeah, let's have it again. And Wesley's like, bloody hell, what are you like? And he's like, oh, sorry. I didn't mean to jeopardize our fr- two-week friendship. Um but I appreciate you, you know, being up front with it this time. So, yeah, we'll do that down the road. I forgot to mention this when they ran off the heels earlier on. Did you see Tyler Bates? So all they've got to do is obviously win the little battle, send them packing, and then babyface to celebrate. And for his way of sending the heel packing, he did the, like the bibbity bop in the middle of the fight. Like, yeah. It's like they're, they're furious balling. Beep, beep. <laughs> I think you leaned on that one a bit too much, Tyler. You got out else. That is that what he's going to do to turn next week? <laughs> one hand in the air, bop to the side. It's been seven years. And, uh, they've done the, the this company's terrible. What could it look like if you had a bit of imagination? Eh? What if uh, a bit of creativity? Wesley to get his own back, rubs his gooch on that towel that he puts around his neck. <laughs> one one, so disgusting. You need to go home. <laughs> he needs to go home, I think. I've been doing this too long. Uh, number one, uh, number one contenders, Battle Royal, main event time. It featured... <laughs> Where's Lee's back's in? What's in? <laughs> Tyler Bate walks in. What are you doing? What are you doing? <laughs> Nothing. See you later. He leaves. Oh, every towel stinks. <laughs> Brum, more like bum. <laughs> you're encouraging him as well. There's like two parents in it. Yeah. You stop it, you're encouraging him. Yeah, yeah. So, number one contenders, Battle Royal. 
It featured Lara Valkyria, Gigi Dolin, Keanu James, Fallon Henley, Dana Brooke, Thea Hale, Cora Jade, Jakara Jackson, Last Legend, Electra Lopez, Roxanne Perez, JC Jane, Kalani Jordan, Brooklyn Barlow, Valentina Ferroz, Ulyssa Leon, Tayon Paxley, and Lola Vice. Uh, they knew all of it. Oh, they, they all, all got involved, didn't they? Uh, Jakara Jackson gets knocked out early, but gets caught by Aura Mensa. I think Lola Vice was the first one technically knocked out. Um, Kiana James puts Gigi Dolin on the apron. Gigi kicks her uh, and uh, gets Kiana onto the apron, but Gigi gets knocked to the floor, so that sets up potentially them going forward. Actually, yeah, Kiana James is a bit like Triple H at Survivor Series. She set up about like three different views yeah. of this. Um, Jakara again's on the apron and gets knocked off, and Aura Mensa saves her, but Thea Hale goes through the ropes. Mm-hmm. Okay, you looked at me to cl- clarify. Important to remember this, yeah. <laughs> Because once you first did it, I was sort of out watching, and I went, oh, you stupid. What are you doing? Because she hit like a coffin drop, didn't she, basically, to eliminate Jakara, and then I was like, oh, no, she went through the ropes. Okay, fair enough. I'm really laughing at that. Like, stop, Sage. Remember that for yeah, later. Yeah. Write that down. Um, so Thea Hale's brawling on the outside with Lash Legend, uh, and Legend uh, drops her into the ring steps, and that is Thea Hale taken out of the match. Uh, Valentina Ferroz and Ulyssa Leon eventually the ones to uh, eliminate Lash Legend, uh, but then they are immediately eliminated by people who've already been taken out of the match in Legend and Jackson. They brawl and we go to a break, and when we come back, here's Blair Davenport at ringside, and Roxanne Perez is like, you're the person who keeps attacking people, including me. So she goes out and after after her and brawls with her. Um, Tatum Paxley just eliminates herself to sacrifice herself to save Blair Davenport for like a Pop Rocks from Roxanne Perez. Perez gets thrown back in and JC Jane immediately eliminates her. A bird person cleans house, skins the cat, hits a uh, Rana on JC Jane to eliminate her, but Cora drop kicks her uh, to eliminate her as well, which takes us to the final four. These are the only four people left in the match. Dana Brooke, Fallon Henley, Cora Jade, and Kiana James. Um... Fallon Henley eliminated Kiana James via a backdrop. There's still a chance. Uh, Yeehaw, bitch. Yeehaw, bitch. (laughs) It's never over. As long as I'm breathing air. Dana runs wild. Double clothesline to uh, Cora Jane Fallon Henley. Splashes them both in the corners and eliminates Fallon Henley. We're down to the final two. It is uh, Dana Brooke and Cora Jade. Um, They're both down in the ring. But what's this? Thea Hale, I forgot about her. She pops up on the apron and she's the old warrior shaking the ropes. I'm like, come on, Thea, let's do this. A bit worried she's coming a little bit too early. Um, and there's a bit where the, the, the three of them are facing off and Cora's trying to uh, get Dana Brooke on side. Um, but the baby faces team up to, to double team the heel. Um, but it only lasts a, a while because uh, Thea comes off the ropes and accidentally lays out uh, Dana Brooke. Thea gets sent over the top, and I'm there at home. Gold on Thea! Uh, Cora kicks her hands, but Dana Brooke comes in to brawl with Cora, uh, Cora, so that gives her a bit of a chance to recover. Um, Dana Brooke hit a running, flipping neck breaker, uh, and then they're fighting, and then suddenly they're both fighting. Thea Hale comes in, dumps out both of them. Thea Hale is the number one contender. All the Chase U students hop the barrier, rush the ring, and she's lifted onto the shoulders of Hannah and Haley Kavinder, uh, the twins recently signed by WWE. What a celebration. This was uh, when the third thinned, this got remarkably competent slash, I don't want to say, quite exciting. Yeah. 
Like there was live Valkyria and Dana Brooke did a missile dropkick spot that just looked really crisp and nice. Uh, JC Jane eliminating herself was <laughs> pretty pathetic. But elsewhere, I just thought they maneuvered all of the different parts really quite well. There was tension, there was drama, there was a result that everyone wanted and they delivered it. Oh. This was an overachievement for me. Yeah, this was like quite bad and then not bad. <laughs> yeah, I, I, was, well, I was awful at the start. There was some really terrible moments at the start. Uh, I already mentioned that brawl with Blair Davenport was useless. The double elimination stuff early on, just like there was no connection in any of it. Like the the brawling exposes them more than the stuff they're doing in the ring because at least in a battle royal, you just, you, you've got to keep your head in a swivel. You don't when it's just you and one other person. And yet they were kind of wrestling like they were. But I, I agree with Sage. There was some like, I think I, maybe I was invested on your behalf or because I quite like Thea Hill too. But like I was, they had me caring about who won. And I didn't expect that <laughs> when this match started. So fair play to them. Yeah, can't wait for this going forward. We'll talk about it, more about it on the preview next week, of course. Uh, it looks like the show's going off the air, but still we have time to squeeze in Bran Breaker. Um, he's on the uh, well, he's on the way out of the arena. He's caught up within the car park, uh, and he's asked why he attacked Ilya Dragunov, and he says, I'm not going to let Ilya claim he's the most intense top guy in NXT. I'm going to hold him and everyone else accountable. And he's like, you know... I saw her Seth Rollins, new world heavyweight champion Seth Rollins, talking about being the workhorse, talking about being the top dog. And he's had one match. Obviously, uh, he's got a bit of history here. He was the first ever NXT champion. Well, I'm the most dominant one of history. So, aren't we? Have a bare knuckle fight then. And he challenges Seth Rollins to put the world heavyweight championship on the line against him in NXT. Oh, my God. Way too early to be doing that. Like, way too early. Uh, it's bold, it's different. Don't hate it at all. Just feels like establish it first. Make it feel like it's a big deal because it would feel like a big deal if it was getting defended in NXT, but way too early for this for me. Seth, I want to restore the World Heavyweight title to like the likes of when Mr. Perfect and Bret Hart and Shawn Michaels. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> uh, it's big and weird. Yeah. Like, it's, I, Sid is right. It's too early. Like, Seth had one defense and he might have another one next week. It's too early to do what they're trying to do, but Seth going to NXT to fight Bron Breaker is strange and it'll be a good I don't know like may, it, it'd have to be an event wouldn't it yeah like so of yeah. course it would ah, they're, they're fighting over a toy like the uh, the NXT on NXT yeah but the NXT championship has got more prestige than the thing Seth's carrying around yeah that's true especially on NXT do you think Seth's gonna get there and they'll be like oh this is too much even for me because you know how he's like the lucky guy on the main roster is it like oh no I've gone too far here <laughs> I'll let you on this podcast yeah. <laughs> <laughs> He sees scripts and he's like, I'm going to dial it back a bit. It <laughs> just ruins his whole, all the work he's put into the character. I need to be more s- serious. Oh, get, God, don't. Remember... Get me the authors of pain on the phone and that van with a seat in it. Remember <laughs> that. It was the worst. Yeah. The absolute worst. Dark times. But yeah, a surreal end to a brilliant episode of NXT. <laughs> Let us know your thoughts on it on Twitter at WhatCultureWWE. Watch there. You can follow all three of us. You can follow Michael Hamflet at... Michael Hamflet. You can follow Michael Sidgwick at... M. Sidgwick. Follow me at Adam Wilborn. Follow us all at WhatCultureWWE. And make sure you subscribe to WhatCulture Wrestling, wherever you get your podcasts from, for daily wrestling podcasts. Me and the Daddy Boys will be back later on today to look ahead to AEW Dynamite. But for now, this has been the NXT Review. My thanks to the Daddy Boys. Thank you for joining us. And we will see you soon. 
Mom deserves the best, and there's no better place to shop for Mother's Day than Whole Foods Market. They're your destination for unbeatable savings, from premium gifts to show-stopping flowers and irresistible desserts. Start by saving 33% with Prime on all body care and candles. Then get a 15-stem bunch of tulips for just $9.99 each with Prime. Round out Mom's menu with festive rosé, irresistible berry chantilly cake, and more special treats. Come celebrate Mother's Day at Whole Foods Market. This message comes from BOF sponsor eBay. You'll know real when you get it. It'll say eBay Authenticity Guarantee. And you'll feel it. Maybe it's a head-turning handbag, a watch that says it all, jewellery that makes you look like the gem, or sneakers and streetwear so fresh every step feels fly. eBay gets it. So look for the blue check mark next to that thing you love and be confident that every inch, stitch, sole, and logo is checked by experts. With eBay Authenticity Guarantee, you can trust that feeling of real is always in reach. Ensure your next purchase is the real deal. Visit ebay.com for terms. Planning for your next trip? Elevate your travel style with Quince. Quince has all the jet-setting essentials you'll want for your next getaway, like European linen, premium luggage options, buttery soft Italian leather bags, and so much more. And it's all priced at 50 to 80% less than similar brands. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe and ethical manufacturing practices. Pack your bags with high-quality essentials you'll be wearing for vacations to come with Quince. Go to quince.com pack for free shipping and 365-day returns.